Hey there, this is Michelle Anderson, your hostess for the Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs podcast. This is where you're going to get all the information I can think of to manifest the business of your dreams. I think manifest is the perfect word to describe what an entrepreneur needs to accomplish in order to make a successful business. I think manifest is a powerful word. I think it's a big word. I think it means that you have gone through some sort of a transformation. And I can't think of any more profound transformation than running and growing a business and becoming committed to that business being the vehicle for a happy life and that is the way I've experienced it. I know that for some people starting a business they might have other goals but the way I always saw it was that that was going to be the thing that was going to make me happy and I just intuitively thought that if I was my own boss that the path to freedom would be through the vehicle of my business. And it wasn't necessarily a natural thing for me to discover. I came to realize after a ton of work with coaches and healers and really, really amazing people and the work I did on myself, my inner work, that what I instinctually thought was actually true about connecting with your your business and and having that help you be you know create a path to freedom in your life but it didn't come naturally but on the other side of it there is a lot of really special natural laws that if you understand them and know what they are you actually can make this manifesting journey end up being pretty easy and I hate to be bored, so, you know, you could kind of tap out at a certain level of your business and say, that's it, I'm making a pretty comfortable living, here's where I want to end, but a true manifester always wants to go jumping off cliffs, and that is what I am, that is who I teach, that is why I hope you're here, or maybe you're just curious, but being an entrepreneur feels a lot like jumping off a lot of cliffs. It just means that you are at the threshold of your comfort comfort zone and being uncomfortable ends up being something that drives you if you're really to make a success of it. And I really think that that's a, a cool feeling and it still scares me. But one of the things that scared me the most is what I'm going to talk about today and that is tapping into your desire. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more. I've hinted at this in the other episodes about what that meant to me and why I needed to do it and how I got there. Because if I hadn't done that, um, a couple of other things just wouldn't have occurred in my life. I, I don't think I would have arrived at my need to get a divorce as quickly as I did. And I really was just in this toxic situation and it, it needed to end. Um, and I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't find things so easy to do now. I remember initially having the business and and just 
knowing that there were so many decisions to make all the time, and since I didn't really know how to do sales and marketing that well, I, I worried about how I was spending my time. And so now that I am so well-versed in the strategies, um, the strategies can still be overwhelming, but I know how to tap into my desire and that calms the constant um, access to getting into to decision-making mode and to doing things. And now with phones being little computers that can go anywhere and everywhere with us that allow us to work or think or communicate all the time, I think it's more important than ever just to have a really, really strong inner compass to tell you when to stop and to tell you when to just be. So I had been super miserable in my business, but this path started to open up for me. I was working with a coach and really kind of getting introduced to coaching land. And I thought, hmm, the coaches I've decided to follow are talking about things like psychocybernetics and mindset and limiting beliefs. And I just started to realize that there were a lot of just beliefs that I had adopted that were really holding me back. And in looking at these behaviors and beliefs and then having support systems around them to make sure that I was changing them, um, I was getting a lot of results that way. I was just seeing, you know, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit here. I had limited beliefs about money and how money should work and what my threshold was and what my comfort level was and asking about money and talking about money and, and my feelings about money and my own self-worth and my confidence and all sorts of things. And, and it really, um, you know, was just compounded over a lot of experience over time. And I will say that I'm uh, someone who experienced sexual abuse trauma at a really young age, like at four years old and like recurring abuse in my own home. And this honestly made me shut down my inner being a lot. Like I just, you know, when you're, when you're traumatized like that at a really young age, um, I think the silver lining to having that experience is that I fought really, really hard to connect back with that peace and I and I didn't really know what I was doing but part of my misery in building this business was the emptiness of being like hey I I did what I was supposed to do I got a college degree in an area that I really liked I worked really hard towards it I stuck my neck out and I traveled the world and you know really diligently studied my craft and here I am and I started my business and I'm just not happy. And a big piece of that was that I wasn't connected to who I was. And since I was disconnected from that at like a super young age and I just didn't grow up in an environment where people knew what was going on with me, I hadn't told anyone for a long, long time. And also there just wasn't people that could identify that I was disconnected from this. I was just kind of a quiet person after all that happened. So I never got a chance to get the tools as a young person to reconnect with this. And it ended up, you know, in my teenage years, I was definitely this angsty, unhappy person. And, you know, feeling that way and going through the teen years just made 
the, the teen experience probably like the worst. Um, so, you know, that was very uncomfortable. And as a young adult, I, you know, I was like just desperate to figure out what I was to do. So being able to focus on like going to architecture school and, and enjoying things was a really cool refuge, but it didn't really complete the picture of who I am. So as I started to unravel a lot of limiting beliefs, um, and I had this amazing coaching session with, um, it was actually a VIP day with David Nagel, and he's a great coach, and I and I do recommend if, if you like my message and, and you want to go deeper, you, you might want to check him out. Um, he's one of the people that I studied for a long, long time, and I still enjoy following, and, and he explains things different than me, and he'll, and he'll go over similar topics, so that'd be another great perspective for you guys to get. Um, he asked me if I had been a survivor of sexual trauma abuse and uh, in our VIP day, and I really hadn't hinted anything about this, but he's a very compassionate and clear person, and I said, well, yeah, and he said, you need to work with Amy Jo Goddard, and she is a really, really amazing sexual empowerment coach, so if any of these themes resonate with you, um, check her out, and she I ended up hiring her and here's the thing like I was in so much pain and I just couldn't figure things out while I had at this point been you know coached for a couple of years I still was like desperately seeking me and I would have paid anything to have that so here I had just spent $25,000 on this VIP day with David I already had my coach that I was still working with like for six months at a time um on the regular basis and then he told me to go hire Amy Jo and at the time I spent like around 10k for working with her and I just want to emphasize that when you start investing in yourself if it feels right but it feels scary and it feels like a lot do it that's what this work is calling you to do and I initially put a lot of these things on credit cards and I would go on to make that money back. And the feeling that I ended up receiving on the inside could never compare to any sort of monetary thing in this world. I had been seeking for 35 years a feeling that I ended up understanding through peeling back the layers so it's all related so all the coaching started to allow me to see some of the things I worked on specifically with Amy Jo and one of the things that she helped me talk about was desire and I had read Think and Grow Rich already but I didn't really get it and I was kind of like okay how did I miss the nuggets here um because nothing like really popped out at me and this book was known to be like something that was you know could save your life if you knew how to read it and after I worked with her I ended up reading it and I was like oh my gosh it's so obvious one of the things I talked a lot about and what I needed to hear and work on um, in our coaching sessions was about desire and I 
really thought that we were going to talk about how I didn't desire my husband anymore and that probably because I was abused, my body didn't work right. And I couldn't have been more incorrect. What I discovered was that my body was telling me that I had grown apart from my husband and that our lack of emotional intimacy and my lack of just real kind of appreciation for who he was at that time. I mean, we were really grown apart. We had, you know, ended up creating a toxic environment for us both to be in. My body was telling me that I didn't desire him anymore. And it it didn't. And it it I did not want to like even touch him. He was grossing me out. And if anyone would have watched like a fly on the wall, what our home life was like, they would understand because he was um, just a very, um, he was a master manipulator and manipulated me into a lot of um, just, I thought I sucked because I was listening to that. And I will say that, you know, I played a role in that. So it doesn't mean that I wasn't, you know, manipulating back or playing a game. So this isn't to vilify this person. It's just to say that this situation had become toxic for us. And I didn't desire him. And my body was saying, get out of there. And I remember she asked me um, if I would spend any time being separated for him, from him just to reconnect with who I was. And that just seemed ridiculous at the time. I thought that sounded like drastic measures. But think about it. Like, my body had basically shut down, and I thought there was something wrong with me. And at the same time, I didn't want to spend a week away from him. And and one of the things that really surprised me was that um, when she was listening to me on these sessions, she asked me once if I had, you know, read the book codependency no more she suggested I read it and that was I, I didn't understand how that was connected to all of this so it was really coming to my attention that there was something different that was going to come out of these sessions and and that's good because you know obviously I didn't have all the information before and so after I read the book Codependency No More, and that is definitely a topic for an episode in itself, um, I was in so much shock, but I just was, you know, that was a piece of unfolding that here I was learning about reconnecting with myself, and and she would ask me these little questions, and they were not what I was thinking they were going to be about. She would say things like, or what are you doing in your life to just have fun? And honestly, like, I was just working all the time, either just working or, like, kind of I was just trying to find ways to avoid my husband because that was so painful. Um, and he just wasn't around, and I was kind of, like, trying to weight my fun time towards wanting to spend it with him and and I had um 
our story is one of like I was a codependent so in this process of living with an addict I had basically like scared all my friends away because that's one of the things that codependents do like they're just living in this little hidey hole and controlling their lives and I was controlling my life and I was mitigating everything and I started to realize that there was I had closed out any room in my life to connect with fun or play or things that weren't just like serious business stuff and yes I did have a joyful outlet in my business and it was improving but my personal life wasn't and I was just really stuck there and in my relationship as a married person I just thought well can this be saved if I can just be fixed if my body can work again and the thing that got it to work was that I started to tap into like doing fun things again and the first thing I added to my calendar which I had to do because if I didn't add it to my calendar I would have squeezed it out and it scared the crap out of me to commit to having this fun but I'm the kind of person where I pay a coach to help me I am darn gonna do it so I started going to karaoke I was like what are some fun things that I've been wanting to do but I haven't done I hadn't done karaoke in like 15 years and I'd only done it once before but I like wanted to do it again because I thought I liked singing um and I took an improv class and I just remember like going to this improv class and losing myself in laughter and and thinking to myself like why have I been denying myself of doing these things and just doing these things and being in places and environments where I was able to lose myself a little bit and I really like hadn't built a friend group back up so I was kind of doing this with like strangers or the people I was meeting at improv and that was good because it was a place to build new friendships and explore like just laughing with people which I hadn't been doing and I started to just reconnect with a more authentic me and that was a way of going about it that I didn't really expect and if you were to ask me at that time what I really wanted for myself before I started doing those fun things um I would have just said I you know I want to have a happy marriage I want to fix my business but after I started doing those fun things, I just started to wake up and reconnect to my authentic self and, and think bigger and think, well, I want to I wanna know more about like what fun things I want to do. And this really, really shifted the course of my business in huge, 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 enormous ways. And one of the ways was that since I was just being way more authentic and relaxed, I was attracting clients that were much more in alignment with the gifts that I'm really here to give. At that time, the only business I had was 
my landscape design build company and I had some trouble with some of the clients I was attracting and I and I had really wanted to refine that and attract people who really valued family time and fun and I wasn't even giving that to myself so in doing this I was able to be the thing that these types of people wanted to hire they wanted to hire a designer who understood this and I could only better give it to them if I was tapping into this and so the desire piece where I just really thought it was you know my learning about that was going to be more in just a sexuality or like a love area this was like it touched every piece of my life and I think a lot of people mistake fun for like doing drugs and drinking and that that's a substitute for true fun and and it's not um it can be some of that social or recreation use of those things but um the fun piece like what the actual if you're able to really like open up and and be doing something you love and it could even just be like a hike it doesn't have to be like a wild adventure or something that just it could be reading a book that you love just doing the things that you love to do and reconnecting with who you are and what your desire is that is the thing that's the thing that Think and Grow Rich talks about that is I explain it with my own perspective in my own way so I just wrapped up um my desire and gift clarity map that I'm putting together in an offering and so as soon as that is live I will let you know where to find it because I start uh, with this whole bundle of of clarity points, I start with this desire piece because in hindsight, had I known that first, I could have saved a couple of years or, you know, if I had started there. And, you know, you really are only ready to receive the information when you're ready. And that's how it happened for me. But I am packaging up a map of information that I believe is a sequential order of discovery if you were to go piece by piece that you could save like months or maybe even years because I just found it and you know you grow as you're ready to grow and as you're ready to receive information. But honestly, some of this stuff, like had I learned it in a more linear fashion, I would have gotten certain places sooner. Um, you know, I still may have taken all that time to do a lot of deep like personal growth or whatever, but there are just shortcuts and I decided I would put them all in one place. Um, I will never discount what it's like to actually work live with a coach, but there is a lot that I hope that you can get from some of the things I'm putting together. So that is going to be live. I will tell you where the link is when it is live. It's called the Desire and Gift Clarity Map, but it's a part of a bigger bundle. So in this, I actually show how desire 
getting clear on your desire is like the hinging point for everything else you need to know in your business. And I explain it in this. Um, I will go on to share more about that topic in the podcast in general, but that is your starting point. Like all those little nudges that are coming from the inside of you that say, oh, check this out, or you like this, or the things that light you up or that make you feel good, those are hints about what your desire is and what it needs to be. And don't discount those. Those are the keys. Those are the things that if you're comfortable with paying attention to those things, then your business is going to manifest properly. Um, why do some people just shoot to the moon easily? Well, they're in tune with their desire. Um, and that informs what they know to, to give to the world, what their gifts are. So what I ended up doing with discovering mine was actually packaging up that first business into a really beautiful, sustainable business and then starting other ventures because I realized that my desire is to help people in a variety of ways and my other brands were going to be able to do that. And I love sharing and I love building businesses and I love teaching people how to do that because I know how to do it really well and I know that it is not not connected to your desire. So um, I hope that this piqued your interest for more. I, I'm going to revisit the desire topic in a lot of different ways because I want you to be able to have access to it. But um, I'm just really excited to be sharing that, to be sharing the desire and gift clarity map that I'm making and... Um, I, I want to emphasize how important playing and desire and, and loving who you are first and foremost is, is important for everything else in your life. So that's it for this show. Um, let me know what you think or what you want to hear more of. This, is, this show is still beginning and finding its legs. So check me out um, on Instagram at Michelle Lynn Anderson. That's uh, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-Y-N-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. So hope to see you over there.